We are now coming to the end of a, an absolutely fantastic series we've been doing all summer called How People Grow. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been a fantastic series for me. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, there's been some amazing stuff in the book. You can grab the book from the uh, bookstore. Um, this is the penultimate talk. So next week, Dennis finishes off the talk. But that's not the only exciting thing that's happening next week. Chris and Fliss are finally returning to Vineyard. I know. It's pretty exciting. I know you probably don't want to offend me, but I'm actually well excited. I am absolutely tired, and yeah, I love you guys, you're great. But I'm shattered, and I haven't had a holiday all uh, summer, so I'm quite looking forward to... Oh, thanks. That's really sweet of you. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to them coming back. I'm really excited about what the autumn holds and what they're doing. I've got to say that I haven't actually done everything really well. You know, I've, I've tried. Um, you know, for a couple of things that I thought I could possibly crack, you know, throughout the summer, namely like getting donuts every week. I seem to fail at that last week. Uh, getting Dennis to finish on time, that's been practically impossible. Um, but I've had a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, it's, it's, we've achieved a lot. A lot of things have gone smoothly. We've even started new things as well. We had the uh, prayer response evening off the back of um, one of the revival talks uh, last month, and that was amazing. That was, you know, it was a, an incredible night of worship and prayer, uh, so much so that we want to do another one. So if, if, you want, if you're interested and you want to put this in your diaries, the next one's going to be September the 18th from 7 p.m., probably same again, just hungering after God and just wanting to see what he has for us. I'm real excited when we did that last month. I'm looking forward to it again this month. Um, but I've got to say, you know, and this is slightly stepping aside from the talk, I've got to say that none of this would have been possible. I wouldn't have been able to get through the summer if it wasn't for you guys and your encouragement and your prayers. Uh, for the staff, I mean, they are, are magnificent. I mean, they have covered my back on so many things. They are a wonderful uh, team. And also the leaders in this church. And, and obviously any single one of you guys that have turned up throughout the summer to serve on a Sunday. Um, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, just want to say thank you for making the summer an incredible experience where I've enjoyed it, I've grown, and you know, I've had a fantastic time. So thank you very much. Um, it's probably worth saying I'm not leaving, by the way. Um, I just think <laughs> I realized if I start getting emotional about this, it might, might come across the wrong way. Um, so anyway, getting back to our current topic and our, our talk today. Um, today I'm going to talk about truth. Uh, and it was more specifically how truth deepens growth. Uh, so truth is basically what is real. It's reality. Uh, the opposite of that may be a lie. Now, there's often cases where we would love to believe lies more than we would truth. So, you know, for example, after I tell a joke, I'd love to, for you guys to come up to me and say, that was hilarious. I really love that joke. Or, uh, you know, when you're out or, or you're at karaoke or, you know, sing along and someone comes up to you and says, you've got a great voice. Or, you know, sometimes we all like to hear the fact that, no, we don't look fat in that outfit. It's, it really suits us. I mean, we love lies to an extent. Um, but the problem with lies is they can often lead us to, to really bad places. Like, if you've been watching X Factor, you suddenly turn up on X Factor, believing that you actually can sing, like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Uh, and if you've seen that episode, you know how cringeworthy that is. I mean, it's, it's a dangerous thing, for sure. Um, I would say that, if you put your trust, if you believe and put your faith in a lie, then you, know, you can end up between anywhere between embarrassing and a dangerous place as you start to do that. Now, take the last few months. You know, if I believed that I knew everything and uh, I was the best at everything, it would have been an absolute disaster. When things went wrong, the first thing I might have done is blame someone else. 
because uh, I thought I knew everything, so it couldn't have been me. Or the next thing I could have done was, was realize that actually I'm not what I thought I was, and I might just have a mental breakdown and never want to come up on stage and lead again. There's, there's a real dangerous thing about believing a lie. But for me, fortunately, and for the help of my lovely wife, um, I, I came across two very key truths very early on. The first one was this, that I don't know everything. As I said, my lovely wife helped me with this. Um, <laughs> I don't know everything. I'm not the best at everything. Um, in essence, I'm still in training. As are you, as is everyone, whatever job, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're still in training. And to have that means that you can have a bad day or make a mistake, and you can come to the end of that and go, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll try better next time. I'll get the help that I need. I'll learn from that mistake. But you don't get massively stressed about it because you know that you're still in training. The second thing I realized was that God is faithful. And he is committed to seeing people grow and people succeed. Now, we don't always know how that works out, but the end result is always going to be good. And if, you can have that, if I had that faith that God was for that, then I was able just to draw close to him in prayer and in time through reading the Bible. And I was able to be assured that no matter how well or well I wasn't doing, I could trust that God would always make up that deficit. In other words, I knew truth about myself and I knew truth about God. And it's once I knew these two truths that I was able to seek the support that I needed, the help that I needed, and as a result, I was less stressed and I was able to do a lot more. Now, I'm going to talk about those two truths, just those, those key things um, in a few moments, but what I want to do to start with is talk about how we receive, how we find, how we source truth. Now, this is probably stuff that you know already, but I'm going to go over this because it's quite important for the rest of the talk. When I'm talking about truth, to know where we can find it and how we can receive it is absolutely key. I'm literally just going to run through this. If you have a notebook or a pen and pad or whatever, take some notes. Um, first thing is sources of truth. So God's spirit and presence. 1 John 5, 6, the spirit is truth. This is an amazing thing. God doesn't lie. And he's always speaking truth. In fact, he's always speaking, if only we would listen. And so to get into that place where we are walking close to the Spirit of God, that we are asking and inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to us, means that we are filling ourselves with truth. Now, often we want to kind of differentiate and go elsewhere and do what we want to do. But the more we spend time with God, the more we get filled with truth. The second thing is the Bible, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. In other words, when we pick up that Bible and we compare ourselves to what is perfect truth, perfect goodness, and we look at this, and it's not a condemning thing, we're not to beat ourselves up, but we're able to see not only where we're succeeding, but we're also where we're falling short. In other words, we're able to see the truth of how we could be and should be. The second thing, or, and where we're failing as well. And the third thing is other people. Proverbs 15 and 31 says, listen to good advice if you want to live well. Asking and receiving feedback and advice can sometimes be a bit painful, but it is one of the best things we can do. Other people have a different perspective on our life. And it helps us identify where we need to grow and where we're doing well. It's nice to be encouraged as well. And finally, our conscience. Um, God is truth, and the great thing is you are made in the image of God. So everything you see in God is within you. You just need to work on getting that out. And so you have the ability to determine the difference between truth and a lie. The only difference is you need to be in that place. You need to become the best version of yourself. You need to become a better version of yourself to be able to really differentiate that quite easily. So becoming the best version of yourself works through your conscience and helping you identify the difference between truth and a lie. 
So when truth is revealed to us, we can then know and do what is good for us. And so let's look at these two things. Okay, so the first thing is truth about ourselves. Okay, question for you. When you're planning a holiday or planning a flight, what is the first thing you need to know? Now, if anyone's bold enough to shout out. Where are you going? Great answer. But before that? I'm sorry. Sorry? Is your passport and date? Thank you for reminding. Mine runs out next year. Uh, but no, other than that, anything else? Money. Yeah, that's a great one. If anyone has any, that'd be great. Um, but no, before that, that's... Oh, brilliant. These are all great things, and I definitely recommend that you do all these things before you go. Before anything else, before wherever you're booking a flight to, wherever you're traveling, the first thing you need to know is where you start. You can't get to where you're going if you don't know where you're starting from, because you, your directions, where are they, where do they lead from? Um, so the first thing you need to know when you're wanting to grow is that you need to know where you're starting from, the truth about yourself, the truth of where you're at at the moment. And so I'm going to run through three very quick things, and hopefully this will start to open your eyes. A lot of this you'll have to take away and do yourself and think about yourself, but hopefully these will help you understand the truth of where you're at now. The first thing is our situation. Okay, most of us are aware we're not perfect. Most of us are aware we have weaknesses, struggles, temptations, addictions, all of those things that, struggle, that we struggle with. We have room to grow. That's very clear. But the truth is that general fact probably doesn't help us much at all. The effective growth can only occur when we know what particular issues need to be resolved. When we know the specifics of what we're struggling, we can only fix what we know is broken. A great example for you, so recently um, I, I got a hold of a Freeview uh, set. I was quite excited about this. Since we've been married, we have not had TV in the house. Um, it is, it's been quite nice, actually, quite peaceful, listen to music, or at that point now we want TV. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm so going to get told off for this after this. Um, I, I, I've grown up with TV. I was really excited about it. So we got hold of this Freeview box from my friend. And uh, I did everything that I, you know, I, I set it up and I did all the right, you know, I did everything you need to do was set, set it up and it didn't work. And I was like, this is incredibly frustrating. Now you've got to bear in mind that I've been to university, I've done um, computers at university, I did well at university doing these things. I've even been able to take apart a broken Xbox, do what I needed to do, put it back together and it worked. I mean, I'm quite good at this technical stuff. I have a brain for this stuff. I couldn't get this thing to work. So clearly it wasn't me, you know, there's, there's some issue here. <laughs> and, so, um, and so I called my friend who I got it from and I said, look, I think it's broken. And he was like, no, it's definitely not broken. I assure you it works. And I was like, I'm fine. And so I spent a good long time on the internet searching what could be wrong, looking at technical issues and looking at the error messages and everything. Now Tara came up with this idea that was plain ridiculous. It was the most stupid idea ever. But after plugging in, plugging in the antenna cable, <laughs> um, <laughs> it seemed to work. And then we had TV in our house. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous idea. The truth is, is that sometimes we have massive issues that we come across. We have big relational breakdowns, we have financial struggles, we have other issues that, you know, debilitating insecurities, things that just overwhelm us. And yet a lot of the time, it's not that massive issue that's the problem. There's a root cause, a very specific root cause that we need to get to. 
And that's what this our situation thing is. We need truth as to discovering that root cause. We need to find out and, and ask and go for all those sources of truth to discover what that thing is. And this takes us on to the next thing, which is the second thing we, we need truth about is our, our lack of resources. And so, you know, in that case, I, I've never had Freeview before, so I didn't know you had to plug that in. It was a very simple thing. But Tara was a little bit more enlightened than I was. And so she was able to help me. And there's a lot of things that we struggle with that we don't actually know where we lack a resource, where we lack something, because we haven't been able to deal with that or overcome that issue before. So we need to ask other people. We need to go through the Bible. We need to seek God's spirit. And we need to you know, work on things from outside and get the help that we need to overcome those issues. So question, do you, do you struggle with receiving love? Do you lack wisdom in situations? Do you lack the know-how of how to change that particular thing that you're struggling with? Do you lack the capacity to trust other people? There's all these things that we just don't know the specifics of until we work out, ask for that truth, and then ask for that help. The great thing about knowing, when we come to the conclusion we know what we lack, we're able to recognize when the help comes. Now, I have a fantastic video clip I want to show you. It's about four minutes long. Um, it's from Sky News. I actually got it from YouTube, so it's not great quality. Um, from a guy called Gavin McKenna, who is a former um, uh, gang member. And he's been asked, asked what his take is on the London riots. Now, in it, he makes some insightful comments and observations about things that he personally lacked when he was growing up. And as for that, he recognized, as, as he realized that, he recognized those things that he lacked, and he recognized when help finally came along. So let's play that video and, yeah, enjoy. Isn't that an amazing story? Um, what I love about that is Gavin was aware of his situation that his father was absent, but it was the preacher that helped him realize his lack of resource. He, he helped him realize that he was lacking positive voices in his life. And because of that, he was able to identify that lack, but also identify when that help came along. And in that place, he received those positive voices, and his life was changed forever, dramatically, which is amazing. Um, in essence, so when we gain truth about ourselves, we gain truth about where we're struggling, the specifics, the, the issues we need to be resolved. And then as a result, we're able to identify where we're lacking and we're able to look for that help, to ask for the help and to get that help. Uh, the next section is um, uh, our obstacles growth. I don't have time to run through this. Uh, you can download these talk notes off the website, by the way, uh, in the member section. So if you want to find out more about that, you can download those talks, uh, download those notes. Um, the next section is uh, the truth about God. So a quick, um, a quick discovery that I made this week, which I felt was absolutely incredible. Uh, it's in Mark 10. There's a, there's a fantastic uh, verse in this. We really just opened my eyes to the difference between following God and being a disciple. And so Jesus has just taught on um, that if anyone gives up anything, whether it's family, security, money, uh, etc., for him and the gospel, uh, they will receive abundantly more in this life which is an incredible promise. But they will also receive persecution, trouble, and then uh, the bonus of eternal life. A great promise, very difficult. The verse is going to come up. Um, but also in Mark 10, 32, right after that, it says this. They were on their way up to Jerusalem where they knew that Jesus was going to be crucified and die. They didn't understand it, but they, they were aware of this by this point. With Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. 
There is a massive difference between being a follower and a disciple. So a follower, if you're a follower, you know information, you know about God. You're following God and you're kind of seeing where he's going, you're coming to church, you're doing what you need to do in terms of understanding what, who God is and you know, kind of asking those questions. But you're following from a distance. You're, you're, you're still kind of hoping that God is going to take you to a good place. You're still testing him. You're still hoping for the best. You're hoping that where he ends up and what he's doing in your life will work out for the best of you. But when you get those difficult times, when you go through those uh, struggles and you can't understand where the goodness of God is, what happens is you get afraid. You get scared. You, as a follower, you get scared. However, if you're a disciple, things are slightly different. It's not about what you can get. As a disciple, you don't just know information. A disciple basically means a student, someone who's trying to become like that person they're following. And as a result, you are looking for truth. It's not just information, you're looking for truth. You've tested that, you know it's true, you trust in it, you rely on it, you know it's real. You're not still hoping. And in that place, you know the outcome. You know that God is for you, not against you. You know as a truth that God is going to work good in your life. And as a result, you're not afraid, although there are times where you don't know what's going on. Instead, you're astounded. You see the difference between being a follower and being a disciple. And now that is a massive difference when it comes to knowing truth about God. The difference between knowing information and truth. And so when I run through these three truths about God quickly, ask the question, are you a follower? Is this just information to you? Or you're a disciple? Is this truth to you? And this is reminding you of what you already believe. And I would say that when you ask that question, you'll know the difference between how you feel about this stuff. So these are the truths about God. First of all, God loves. A perfect example of information that we all have and know, but not necessarily believe. God loves us. God loves us. Um, When we do hear that, When we believe that, when we digest that truth, we're able to do a lot more. In the book, it gives us formula. It says, the more love that we internalize, the more truth we can bear. When we know, not just think, when we know that God is for us and not against us, that he is always working good things for those who love him, that he is always in love with us and wanting the best for us, We're able to go through difficult things. We're able to face up to truth about ourselves that would be painful otherwise because we know that God is for us. There is a massive difference. But when we, when we, the more love that we have received and internalized, the more truth we're able to bear because we know that there is someone beside us that's always supporting us. And that's why it says in Ephesians 17 that um, what it means by being rooted and established in love. Uh, The second thing is God guides us. So a lot of people live life just kind of hoping and walking and wandering and hoping that the next step they take is going to be a good one. Not really sure what's going to happen with the next career choice or um, relationship decision, but they're just always hoping that the next thing is going to be good. But there's there's almost a walking in the darkness about that. God offers and wants to guide us. He wants to guide our steps, that we may know that his light would be a lamp unto our feet, that we would be able to walk with the certainty that wherever we're walking, wherever we're taking those steps, that God is guiding us step by step. And again, there's a massive difference between knowing that as information and knowing that and believing in that as truth and trusting in it. Um, skipping ahead a bit. Okay, uh, and quick example with Gavin's story. Absolutely fantastic. Someone who was without guidance and then found guidance. B- 
big difference. And finally, God redeems. God is a redeemer. This is absolute truth. And Gavin Sawyer is a perfect example of how God can redeem and turn around a broken life and make it whole. A fantastic fact for you, which, I, which blew me away, what I heard this week. Do you know, after the riots, 1,600 people were arrested and charged with causing whatever it was they were doing. 1,600 people. We can so easily get caught in that news and be overwhelmed by that news and just think what a dire place our nation is in. But did you know at the very same time, the very same week, at Soul Survivor, which our youth were telling us about a couple of weeks ago, 1,600 people gave their lives to Christ. The exact same number. I love that. I love that because that speaks of God as a redeemer. When we look at the nation, we see 1,600 people throwing their lives away. <clears throat> we turn to another channel. We look at what God's doing, and we see 1,600 people, the same amount of people, and their lives being saved and forever transformed. Our God is a redeeming God. When you carry shame, guilt, fear, whatever it is, when you carry things that are overwhelming you and burdening you, and when you give them to God, you can know the truth that our God is a redeeming God. That he is able to redeem all that brokenness, all those mistakes you've made, all those difficult things that you've gone through. He's able to redeem that and turn your life around. That you may forever know that you are loved, forever know that you're in safe hands, forever know that even though you don't know the detail, you know where you're going. And that's a good place. Our God is a redeeming God. That is truth, not just information. That's the difference between being a follower and a disciple. And that's why it says in John 8, 31 to 32, Jesus said that if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciple, not a follower. Then you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If any of you are here today and you don't feel free, if you feel burdened, overwhelmed, struggling, if you feel there are things that are just on top of you and you have no idea how that's going to work out, no idea how you're going to get out of that place, today we have a redeeming God. And today he wants to meet you and he wants to work in your life and he wants to set you free from any of that that is burdening you down. We're out of time, but would you guys mind standing? I'm going to pray. We don't have time to do the last worship song. But as always, we have a team down the right-hand side, my right, your left, they would love to pray for you. They would love to maybe introduce you to that redeeming God. Maybe you already know him, but you've been following him, and now you need, you need truth. You need to go from being a follower to being a disciple. Wherever it is, wherever you are, there is someone that is wanting and willing to pray for you. In addition to that, there's these words. So if any of these resonate with you, by all means, come and receive prayer. If anyone, someone with um, ME problems someone with a chest infection, someone with conjunctivitis or eye problems, someone with a bad graze, someone with an infected splinter, someone with headaches that may be stress-related, someone with a neck injury or someone with knee problems, um, possibly on the left, and it's possibly affecting a young woman. And finally, someone with depression caused by a physical ailment. 
any of those or anything I've said or anything God has said to you throughout this talk that you just want prayer for, please come down. Don't miss that opportunity. Let me just pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you are a God of truth. That, Father, you are a God that loves us, that is for us, not against us. That you are a God that speaks truth into our lives and you're wanting to grow us. Father, there is nothing that can get in that way of the Holy Spirit and the work that you're doing. The Bible has proved us that. History has proved that to us. And today we can believe that truth in our very lives. So, Father, I pray that you would make us people of truth. The hunger and thirst for truth of ourselves, about our situation, about the, the lack of resources that we have, that we may come to you and come to your people, our brothers and sisters, our family, for the help that we need. And Father, we, may we know truth about you. May we go from being just a follower, hoping for the best, to a disciple wanting to emulate and elevate you. God, would you be our God? Would we be your people? And would you dwell with us for the rest of our lives? I pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. I have a great treat for you guys. I've written down the blessing this week. So let me just say it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And everyone said? Amen. Amen.